1: Afternoon, all. Thank you for being part of the program today, and uh, it's a pleasure. Good uh, chance to uh, chat with uh, some uh, very bright, articulate, concerned, involved individuals. And never forget that about yourselves. Uh, I'm not just here to, to blow smoke up any particular part of you, but I'm simply here to note that, in fact, talk show audiences are a cut above. and They, they, they are. There have been studies made, and the people who listen to a program like this and who uh, call in and uh, text in, are uh, people who are, as a general rule, better educated, more involved in the process, more aware of the issues of the day. So uh, never think of yourself as average because uh, you're not. And unfortunately, that's true. It would be a lot better if the average could elevate itself to your level. So with that as a prologue, welcome to 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Also, 1063WORD.com at uh, 101.5 FM in Anderson and 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. We have the Ingalls Advantage talk line for you at 1-800-347-1063, one 347 1063 And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307 713 Zero seven. Good to have you aboard this afternoon. We should uh, uh, probably check out what's happening over at the, uh, uh, the uh, text line here. Uh, uh, text notes uh, uh, that the, uh, the teacher who uh, died from uh, the uh, uh, pandemic was not in a classroom. Apparently, uh, uh, she was only in a uh, virtual classroom. And uh, so uh, I don't think that uh, that things going viral can do so uh, digitally, that sort of thing. Uh, Someone here has texted to to answer your poll questions, which is not how you you answer the poll question, but uh, uh, to uh, answer uh, so that it doesn't get tabulated on the text line. If Obama can get one, a Nobel Peace Prize, for doing literally nothing, then Trump deserves one for actually brokering peace. Agreed. Agreed. For the record, and to his credit, even Obama has admitted some embarrassment at uh, getting that Nobel Peace Prize. So for what, uh, it's, uh, what it's worth, we pass that along. We have heard, of course, more than a few uh, Republicans who have come forward and who have uh, stated that they will not uh, support Donald Trump's reelection. Uh, they even included uh, a group of former national security officials who uh, uh, proclaim that they're Republicans, but they just simply feel that the president is uh, unfit to be president and Joe Biden would be a bet- better fit to trust with our defense and uh, foreign relations. Uh, these are the denizens of the Washington swamp, by the way. Many of them are, in fact, well-respected people, Uh, that fact notwithstanding, that doesn't mean that they're automatically right. And uh, we should, I think, keep in mind that there really is no rational basis to conclude that uh, Joe Biden would be better for our national security than Donald Trump, Uh, especially this uh, relates to uh, what has been said by the so-called Gang of Seventy. group, which put out uh, a letter offering arguments to show that Trump is a danger to national security, uh, but that uh, uh, he has uh, uh, endangered the security of, of the nation uh, by his actions. Uh, there are certainly things that Donald Trump has had to say that I don't happen to agree with. That does not mean that the country has been endangered by them. Uh, his, uh, uh, shall we say, his use of the language is a little imprecise at times. He has often uh, uh, had uh, things to say about, uh, uh, well, praise for Chinese President uh, Xi, saying that he and Kim Jong-un have fallen in love and uh, also having uh, nice things to say about what a strong leader Putin is. I would agree on those issues that the language is not the best that the president could have chosen. Let's face it. If you want a president of precise language, this ain't your guy, Okay. Uh, Although Joe Biden, I might add, wouldn't be either. If you want a person with precise language, if that's all you're looking for, heck, Bernie Sanders is pretty good. Unfortunately, Bernie is very precise about what terrible things he would do to this country. Precision of language is not the only reason why you vote for a presidential candidate. What a lot of people who are ostensibly uh, conservatives don't seem to like is... (laughs) That uh, the president has been willing to rock the boat, that somehow it was okay if, for example, NATO could laugh at calls for them to pay what they agreed to pay.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: No, it it was necessary for someone to get in their face, and in fact now you've seen even countries like Germany and France actually forking over more money to what, what they had promised to pay in the first place. So, uh, well, there's more I have to say about the Gang of Seventy in just a second here. But right now, a call from Pat in, uh, in Union. And good afternoon, Hello. Pat. Yes, hi. Hello. Yes, hi. It's been
2: hi. a long time since we talked. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to know who these Republicans are. Let them stand up and face their constituents and say why they're not behind Trump.
1: Well, many of them have. I Some of them like no longer have a constituency. Like, for example, John Kasich was the governor of Ohio. He currently doesn't hold office. Uh, Susan Molinari used to be a congresswoman from New York who uh, does not currently hold office. Uh, I I think that, const- that those that are elected, uh, their constituents full well know. Many of them, I, I think, did not survive primary challenges this past year.
2: But Well, i one from New York. She got kind of railroaded
1: which one uh, are you talking, are talking about which which one are you talking about susan molinari uh, I, i'm not sure I who know. you mean my by family. the one from new york uh, i don't know who my all my kids
2: live in new york and this one when i think was from herkimer uh he this uh democrat took every credit she had when she was in office and claimed that he did it and the people in new york aren't that the mark to go and look to see what's going on and they voted him in and kicked her
1: out but this was a uh, was this a a a republican who uh, was opposing trump or i'm not yeah. i'm not sure i guess
2: she was a republican he was a democrat
1: right but, but where did, where did where did where did trump enter into this i i missed that uh
2: well she was for trump oh she was time. for
1: trump now, Oh, okay always,
2: yeah she was for oh, trump okay. and they voted uh, oh. Him in okay. and he took uh, her seat Mm-hmm. no, I don't know if she's changed venue or not
1: well i, I, yeah, I we were, were principally talking about Republicans who were opposing trump, i guess but i, I don't know yeah. if she fit into that category so
2: I don't know uh, either
1: other but than to say that
2: a, a new defi- I came up with a new definition for your vigilante
1: for for my vigilante so, okay who who would yeah. want uh, go ahead i
2: be visual. Know what's going on around you. Get on the radio, like W-O-R-D, and say what you've got. Don't, keep it, don't take it to the news because they're not going to do anything. Don't take it to the paper because they ain't going to do anything. You want people to know what you're doing. Get on the radio and let the people know. Now, this last guy you had on here about the Convention of States? Yeah. Yep, I called my daughter, my son, and my other son. I told them what it was, and I told them sign it and pass it on.
1: Well, good for you. New we Ireland appreciate your listenership, Pat, and we appreciate uh, appreciate your call and. Uh... Uh, we appreciate people who are willing to speak up. Speaking up right now happens to be a very important thing uh, to do in this country because the left is starting to feel its oats and feel like it can get away with almost anything, and the answer is no, it really can't, not if we stand in the way. This is 106.3 WORD, now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, all over the
0: place on the Radio.com app. The time is 4.15.
1: Afternoon all. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. We appreciate it. And uh, we, of course, have available for you the Ingalls Advantage talk line. It's uh, 421, by the way. The Ingalls Advantage talk line at 1-800-347-1063. 347 1063 And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307. 71307. A texter had asked about uh, volunteering to be a poll worker in Anderson County uh you go to the anderson county board of voter registration and elections uh every every county has got such an office i don't know what their number is but uh, you're there and uh, i assume you can uh, you can find what the number is but uh, sure to be a poll worker or a poll watcher is a valuable public service and one for which you should uh, receive uh, full credit quite frankly all right to take a look at some of these uh, uh republicans who have been uh, Questioning Donald Trump's fitness for uh, being President of the United States, they have been unhappy with some of the things that he've said. Well, I understand that I have too however, uh, for example, the president proclaiming that he and uh, Kim Jong un were in love was dumb, okay, but that's a long way from making a deal relieving North Korea of economic sanctions as Bill Clinton did without extracting from North Korea any benefit. To national security in return. His actions speak loudly, and they are vastly superior to Democratic and uh, a few other predecessors as well. The president's criticisms of NATO are generally correct. The richest nations of NATO, of Germany and France in particular, have for decades refused to invest in their own defense, even up to the 3% of GDP figure that they agreed to. Not that they haven't paid enough to NATO that that we want them to. They haven't paid enough to NATO that they promised to. That's the problem. So who got that to change? Donald Trump. And, yeah, it did come in the form of chastisement. It did generate some resentment. And the fact is, Germany has not as much as it ought to, but in minuscule terms, begun to increase its defense expenditures in response to Trump's demands. Now, we tried playing nice, we tried being persuasive, we tried being rational, that didn't work. So if Donald Trump had to get petulant with him, well, too bad. I mean, look, they recognized Uncle Sam as a chump, and they were prepared to take advantage of us, and they had been doing so. Well, now they're taking advantage of us less so. Did the president interfere with the military justice system? Twice to correct obvious miscarriages of justice Clearly within the power of the president, it was the right thing to do. Uh, it, it's, it's bizarre. If you look, for example, at, at the record of Joe Biden, he's been in government for nearly 50 years. His track record was nicely summarized last year by Robert Gates, who was uh, the secretary of defense for Barack Obama. Gates said of Biden... I think he's been wrong on every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades. (laughs) That's not a compliment, okay? Biden's record has always been that of a follower. Whichever way the winds are drifting, Joe Biden has always been adept at one thing, and that is getting elected, at least in Delaware, not certainly at the national level. He has been content to follow consistently, And not to lead. It was uh, in 2009 as vice president that uh, Joe Biden cheered Barack Obama's Cairo speech, in which Obama divorced America from reality, saying it was his job as president to defend Islam against stereotypes. Say what? (laughs) And that the nation had the right to decide whether others, meaning Iran, can have nuclear... uh, No nation has the right to decide whether others, meaning Iran, uh, can have nuclear weapons. Yeah, yeah, we do. Our survival dictates that and the notion that just because uh, Iran is an evil uh, supporter of terrorism, they, they have as much right to nuclear weapons as anybody else shows you how utterly uh, stupid at times Barack Obama could be. Uh, Biden supported the reckless cuts in defense spending imposed by Obama. Uh, During the Reagan era, there was a mechanism called defense guidance that annually compared what our military had in its toolbox to the threats we faced and made sure the tools matched the threats. During the Obama era, Biden stood by and cheered President Obama when he slashed military spending by $600 billion over 10 years in complete disregard of the threats our military is supposed to be able to deter or to defeat. In his half-century in government, Biden has never leaned on NATO to pay their fair share. Again, where is this great record that these Republicans supporting Biden uh, find as their basis for supporting Biden? The worst of the Obama actions, signing that nuclear weapons deal with Iran, was another disaster that Biden cheered enthusiastically, because that's what he does best, cheering enthusiastically. The deal barred U.S. and U.N. inspectors from Iran's key nuclear sites, which made the deal unverifiable. Any nuclear weapons deal that cannot prove the Iranians' compliance is too obviously dangerous to sign. Obama did, and of course there was Joe applauding, I should say. Uh, One of Biden's signature accomplishments was to advise Obama against undertaking the uh, Navy SEAL raid that killed Osama bin Laden. Biden has since claimed he didn't give Obama that advice, but it's very clear that he did. In retreat from other Democrats in 2012, Biden said that before deciding to go ahead with the raid, Obama went around the group assembled in the Situation Room asking each person for their opinion. According to what Biden told those Democrats, his answer was, we owe the man a direct answer. Mr. President, my suggestion is don't go. We have to do two things more to see if he's there. Obama, fortunately, ignored That bit of advice from Joe Biden. Oh, Biden, uh, brother, oh, Biden, it's close enough. Biden sometimes doesn't understand that uh, chances and risks sometimes have to be taken. And if he was unable to offer that advice as vice president, what kind of a president would he be? Uh, Biden knew of and at some level took part in the Obama, FBI and CIA operations against Donald Trump in his 2016 campaign. We know that from facts such as the meeting that Biden attended when he suggested that the Logan Act be used to prosecute General Michael Flynn. And uh, that was, of course, Donald Trump's incoming national security advisor. Uh, It's also clear that Obama used Hillary Clinton's unsecured email system to communicate with her on various secret matters. And Biden was either included in those conversations uh, uh, or was not trusted enough to do so. Uh, either choice was a condemnation of Biden's trustworthiness. So, the Democrats' 2020 platform promises to keep our military unmatched in the world. However, the rest of the platform is a recipe for appeasement, and this is the basis by which a number of prominent Republican security officials say they would, uh, they would support Joe Biden. Really? I have a few more thoughts on that in a moment, but right now at 106.3 WORD, the time is 429. How do you do, everybody? Glad to have you aboard this afternoon as uh, we are looking out on the Republicans who are not that thrilled with uh, President Trump. Well, there are times that I'm not thrilled about him either, but let's face it, as I have noted before, God is not running in this election, okay? There are probably, I don't know, two dozen names. That's would be a typical presidential year, two dozen different people that are running for president most of which will get uh, 1,000 votes or fewer. A few might get 10,000 votes. Your green and your libertarian candidates, they'll they'll get maybe 1% or 2% of the vote some years. The next president of the United States name is well-known. We don't know exactly which one, but the name will be either Donald Trump or Joe Biden. That will be the next president. That's the choice. And, uh, again, Donald Trump is not running against some code of perfection. Donald Trump is running against Joe Biden, and there simply is no comparison. Let's look at some more of the things that are part of Biden's history of, shall we say, uh, oh, foreign policy. uh, Well, lying. Okay, (laughs) I was trying to find a nice way to say it. Have you ever heard Joe claim in interviews, he's done this a number of times, that he predicted the 9-11 terror attacks? Uh, By the way, the time now is... uh, Twenty three before five. Yeah, Joe Biden has over the years predicted, uh, stated on more than one occasion that he predicted 9-11 attacks in a speech delivered the day before the terrorists flew their planes into the Twin Towers in the Pentagon. This was September 10th of 2001. Then Senator from Delaware Joe Biden gave a foreign policy speech at the National Press Club in Washington in which he complained about the Bush administration spending on a missile defense system. Uh, he felt that an anthrax or other biological attack was more likely. And in his remarks at the time, which, of course, were recorded and are a matter of public record, Biden said the real threat comes to this country in the hold of a ship, the belly of a plane, or smuggling into a city in the middle of the night in a vial in a backpack. All right. Now then, then when the terror attacks happened, Biden began claiming he predicted the attack he did no such thing. During his hour-long speech, which again was recorded, we know exactly what he said. Biden, uh, he may not, but we do, Biden mentioned terrorism only three times, twice in reference to biological terrorism. At no time did he ever predict anything that approached what actually happened the next day. After the Twin Towers fell, in an interview with ABC News, Biden who then chaired the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, said he warned that planes could be hijacked and flown into buildings into the White House. Not during that speech he didn't. If he woke up in the middle of the night and suddenly felt that premonition, he never told anybody, never told the president. No, he did not make any such prediction. He did not issue any such warning, and certainly not during that speech at the National Press Club. Uh, But this is what Biden said at the time to ABC News. And I quote, literally as recently as yesterday, was he having memory difficulties even then? Literally as recently as yesterday, I spoke at the National Press Club and talked about the fact that it is just as easy to fly from National Airport into the White House as it is to, uh, you know, do the same thing in New York. Well, that's not in his remarks. And again, What was in his mind, we don't know. Was he some kind of foreign policy Nostradamus? Did he, in fact, know? He never told anybody. Never told anybody that, and certainly not in the speech at the National Press Club. He has repeated this claim for years, boasting that he warned about a massive attack on the U.S. from terrorists and that he wasn't clairvoyant. Well, no, you certainly weren't, uh, but knew what everybody else knew. Nobody else knew that. Now, I will grant this that we were aware, from having taken an al-Qaeda safe house in Manila, the Philippines, we were aware that al-Qaeda was interested in the prospect of possibly using planes as a terror device. But uh, we got that from intelligence. We didn't get that from Joe Biden. But again, on the Senate floor, 2006, and I quote again Joe Biden's remarks on the Senate floor, and C-SPAN keeps a record of those, so we know the claim that he made. Quote, on September 10th, the day before the attacks on the towers, I made a speech to the National Press Club where I warned about a massive attack on the United States of America from terrorists, why I thought it would happen, and why I thought our priorities were misplaced the day before 9-11. He's repeated this in another appearance at the National Press Club several months later. Uh, And again... This is what he said at that time. I spoke almost five years ago to the day, the day before 9-11, and indicated that I thought the greatest threat was at that time. To state the obvious, I wasn't clairvoyant, but I knew what everybody else knew. He has that phrase down packed, and and again, what he actually knew, since we don't have the Vulcan mind meld, we we cannot know what he actually knew. We can know what he said in public utterances in uh, the outlets which uh, keep track of what people say, and he did not warn about anything that approximated the 9-11 attacks in his speech on September the 10th of 2001. So uh, he's been questioned about this on occasion. His uh, uh, history of making revisionist remarks has come under fire. He claimed, for example, on last year's primary campaign trail that he was opposed to the Iraq War, which he voted for, you may recall the ire of uh, primary opponent Bernie Sanders on that issue, who called him on it. In the wake of the 9/11 attacks, Biden also questioned whether it was worth going after the Taliban, who were sheltering Al Qaeda, telling Newsweek in December 2011 they were not our enemy. The Taliban. Uh huh. Biden even suggested to puzzled staffers that the U.S. send a 200 million dollar, no strings attached check to Iran as a gesture of goodwill to the Arab world, per a New Republic report. Which in and of itself would be an oxymoron, because, of course, Iran is not part of the Arab world. In fact, the Arab world and Iran don't get along at all. But, hey, we've got to cut Joe some slack somewhere, I guess. Biden has also flip-flopped on who is responsible for the atrocity. He told PBS in October of 2001 that Islamist terrorism wouldn't be possible without funding from Saudi Arabia before he and President Obama blocked legislation in 2016 that would have allowed victims of the attacks to sue Saudi Arabia. As Obama's vice president, Biden also repeatedly changed his story on the perilous raid that killed al-Qaeda's boss. Uh, In the months after bin Laden's death, Biden told Democratic donors behind closed doors that he had warned Obama to wait another week for better intelligence and warned his boss, don't go. In a 2012 documentary, The Road We've Travelled, Biden warned that if Obama had made the wrong move, his presidency would have been over, which, by the way, is not true. Several months later, the, uh, uh, Biden said he actually advised Obama to follow your instincts. Uh, so he's been all over the map on this subject. Uh, by 2015, Biden denied that he told Obama not to go in front of other advisors and said he actually encouraged the strike. Well, that's uh, certainly different from the opinion of those on hand at the time, including President Obama himself and Hillary Clinton, who both remember his opposition to same. This is Joe Biden, okay? Now then, the key thing to remember about this and these Republicans who say, well, we're Republicans, but Biden would be better. <sighs> Have you stopped to think about what four years of Biden's socialistic policies would do to this country? Have you stopped to think about the history of our so-called entitlements in this country? Have you stopped to think about that? Once you declare something an entitlement, getting rid of it is well-nigh impossible. Apparently, these Republicans who think that, well, it wouldn't be so bad, four years of uh, Joe Biden, uh, maybe uh Congress goes along with him. What harm could it do? A lot. And the problem, again, with entitlements is once you declare something an entitlement, you will pay hell trying to ever take it away from people. I'm telling you, the people who do not like Trump are people who have not thought this through. Is Donald Trump perfect? No. No, he's certainly not. Is he better than the alternative? Emphatically so just as he was better than the alternative four years ago. And uh, I can only say of this gang of 70 that they have shown a minuscule grasp of what Donald Trump has done, a minuscule grasp of what Joe Biden has said and done in the past, and a minuscule grasp of just how far down the road to hell this country would go if Biden won. These are people with a distinct lack of perspective. This is 106.3 WORD, now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. 101.5 FM in Anderson, and everywhere on the Radio.com app. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 15 before 5. How do you, everybody? Good to have you with us. Nine minutes before five, and uh, Craig has called in from Spartanburg this afternoon. And uh, hello, Craig. Uh, welcome.
3: Hey, Mister Ball. Hey, know me. It's keep it real. I just have a question. Yeah. Um. When was the last time you heard of any any you were talking about terrorists and everything? When was the last time you heard anything about Afghanistan, Iraq, or anything like that? Is that buried in the wind?
1: Oh. uh We still have a troop presence there. There's not that much happening in either country, uh, so uh, you haven't heard much about it because there's not much in the news.
3: So ISIS and al-Qaeda are defeated?
1: Certainly uh, ISIS and al-Qaeda are not gone. The ISIS caliphate, when they chose to stake out a place on the map with actual buildings and and the like that can be tracked down by bombers, that you knew wasn't going to last. No. As shadowy underground guerrilla warfare kind of terrorists. They're still out there, and we're still working to get them, but I mean, that's the kind of work that happens silently, and, uh, and there's, there's and, no major and, battles or the Mr. like to report on on just exactly what's happening. So, I mean, uh, no, they're not gone. I mean, uh, I wish we lived in a perfect world where we could wave a magic wand and make them gone.
3: But Mr. But Mr. Bohem, has there been any terrorist activity or attacks since the corona broke
1: out. Not major attacks, no, that I'm aware of. I'm sure there have probably been smaller attacks, but no, there have not. In fact, that's a rather interesting point. I'm not sure why uh, the uh, confusion and attention of the world has not caused them to act more decisively. They're still out there.
3: I'm just wondering if I don't know, maybe I'm talking about twilight zone radical limits, but could corona have been for for ISIS and
1: Al Qaeda, what was the connection you drew? If you're suggesting that the, that ISIS and Al Qaeda what were behind the virus, is that what you're saying? No, that we could, someone created a virus to
3: cut them out.
1: Well, first of all, the, uh, we are, are told that the evidence is apparently that the virus came from bats that lived in that region. The fact that the Chinese National Biological Weapons Program is just down the road has been dismissed by some as a coincidence. But in any event, uh, the only people who could have possibly done anything at an official level would have been the Chinese. And the Chinese certainly wouldn't have done anything that with the with, uh, with terrorism in mind, they, uh, at their worst, they might have done something in, in the hopes of uh, of damaging the U.S. economy, maybe. But I don't see the terrorist uh, connection here. I'm missing, I guess, what you're you're getting at. Well, it could be like homegrown.
3: We have, homegrown we grown have by a minute, homegrown grown home homegrown by who? I mean,
1: you're so, you're suggesting that somebody, what somebody in a in a, in a hut somewhere in, in Wuhan, China, pretty, just to cook this I'm up? I mean, I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure what you mean by homegrown.
3: Well, I'm pretty sure that some Chinese terrorists. What? Well, no, the Chinese don't there. have a
1: lot of quote terrorists unquote. By terrorists, I'm talking about groups that support various uh, philosophies and. Uh, and uh, ideas like, uh, for example, militant Islam. The, the Chinese certainly have a lot of people exactly. engaged in bad things, but they're, they're doing so at the behest of and in support of the Chinese government and would not properly be called terrorists per se. Now, if the Chinese exactly. government was I acting agree with here...
3: You. I agree with okay. you. Okay. All right. I agree. And uh, one final thing. Now, mm-hmm. in the last three presidencies, although two of them were Obama and Biden... How many military has been employed to this fight on terrorism?
1: Well, certainly uh, many thousands, not as many as when we were actively involved in the battles in Afghanistan and Iraq. So uh, fewer and fewer, but uh, I don't have precise numbers. I'm not sure what you're getting at. I,
3: I can't recall any information that Trump in the last four years has deployed any military
0: over there
1: any additional military Um, exactly. no he's mainly been involved in the process of pulling people out sometimes perhaps in an ill-advised exactly. way but uh but uh that uh, okay for so i'm biden not sure exactly what we're obama. supposed to derive from that i mean what what conclusion do you derive uh merely pulling out uh, uh troops in and of itself may or may not be a good idea but i'm just
3: saying mr obama and mr biden They sent tons of military over there. For what? We had control. We didn't need
1: that. The only way we had control was with, of course, troops. And in many cases, we did not particularly have control. Uh, We unleashed a number of forces when we toppled the regime Saddam Hussein uh, that we were not prepared to, to cope with. And unfortunately, Iraq today could be more properly, I guess, described as a wholly owned subsidiary of Iran in some ways. Uh, But that had nothing to do with the relative levels of troop strength.
3: Right. Just saying from next military, the more people you have out there, the more casualties you're going to have.
1: Well, yeah, sometimes, sometimes, well, let me put it this way, Uh, the more people you have out there, yes, the more casualties Uh you have, but that is, of course, not the ultimate rationale of why you have people out there. In some cases, you may need people out there. The more people we had out in World War II, the more casualties we had, but there was a definite need to have them out there. So, I mean, the mere fact that, that the more people deployed, the more casualties you have depends entirely on what conflict you're talking about. Anyway, uh, suffice it to say, yeah, there's been a general pullback of troops under under, uh, President Trump, and circumstances have probably uh, enabled him to do more of that, so for what it's worth. Anyway, more to come. Jimbo for Bob Mac at 1063 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. We'll continue with more at 1-800-347-1063. And also the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307. It's three minutes before five.